All right, good morning or afternoon or evening, whichever applies. Um, this is a little essay that I wrote after reading, uh, and this was written maybe a few months ago, um, probably in the spring, maybe six months ago. Um, I'm going to read it, and I may not end up sending it to you uh, if, I, if I'm not happy with it, because I really haven't even read it since I wrote it. So, um so I'm gonna, but it was what I wrote after reading uh, and studying through that section um, of the uh, final instructions in Ascension. So, um, so I'm gonna go through this, read it, and uh, like I said, you may hear this or you may not. So, so the title of this is "You Have Everything You Need to Succeed." Um, scientifically speaking, we grow physically until roughly our mid twenties. Intellectually as well, our brain matures around that same age. We stop growing physically at some point uh, and our mind becomes fixed. That's why we don't grow taller and find it more difficult to learn languages after our mid-twenties. That's for most people. Then around 50, we start deteriorating at an increasing rate. Physically, it's harder to keep muscle. Metabolism slows. Mentally, things start to slow as well. So... What, uh, what do we do before we mature and in between? Uh, we work. We work hard at learning as much as we can for as long as we can. We work hard at keeping our physical strength and stamina as high as we can for as long as we can. We don't know how long we have on earth, uh, one more day or live to 100. Um, you know, 120 uh, is always sort of what I've heard is the max any of us have uh, and then I figure that we take away from that age based on our choices uh, and the lifestyle we lead. But that's probably a, another subject for another day. Um, so we work to be the best we can at 20, at 50, at 90. Uh, not to say that we are the best looking or the healthiest or the smartest or the wealthiest or anything else. Uh, these are all things based on pride and valuing the opinion of others too much. We work because we were made to work and made with a job to do. And part of our job is to be, be, be prepared and ready to do whatever is asked of us, uh, no matter what age we are at. And so um, there is an inverse relationship in your work between the use of your body and the use of your mind. The relationship shows that uh, the need to use your body decreases as Uh, the use of your mind increases. Um, I've found that more money is to be made, generally speaking, using your mind than your body, especially as we we get older. That is, of course, uh, if money is your objective. Money is actually a very narrow and shallow objective. There is more on that uh, that we'll talk about in later essays. What seems to be more valuable pursuit in the transition over time of body to mind is sustainability. Uh, The context of a higher education and the purpose of it and the use of it would be one way to tackle this subject. Someone out of high school can go right into the workforce where they find the most of the opportunities consisting of some variation of manual labor. If they are conscientious, they make a good living and they are forward thinking. They may work themselves into a position of being an entrepreneur and a business owner. There's a tremendous amount of work, hard work, long hours, discipline necessary for this to be a successful venture. 
Even if they don't become an owner, there is a lot involved in advancing as an employee, starting at an entry-level position. There's nothing against this, but the usefulness of this approach carries a lot of risk. Some people are best suited to enter the workforce straight from high school, but too many of them use this as, as an excuse to turn off their brain, opt out of learning, or think they know all they need to know. Maybe high school for them was a slog. Maybe they were bored with what they were being taught. Maybe they were overwhelmed. Maybe they were just lazy and were not pushed or did not push themselves. Maybe a lot of things. This is where the idea of sustainability and associated risk appear. Relying entirely on the body for work creates an environment where anything that interrupts this process has a really big downside. Injury, sickness, or even the possibility that someone else emerges that can do the job better and more efficiently, that can leave you very little margin for error, professionally speaking. These risks will be more will be there regardless of education. The downside is much greater the less education you have. Education in this context does not have to mean traditional college. It can mean learning a trade, working and going to school at night, learning via online courses, basically anything and everything that would be pushing yourself to the maximum of your capabilities. This is one common trait for the successful. Regardless of the type of education level they achieve, it is appropriate to mention at this point the importance of not undershooting or overshooting your capabilities. Undershooting or selling yourself short or not pushing yourself can lead to being forced into work that you are overqualified for which can lead to frustration and bitterness. Overshooting or having unrealistic objectives can lead to self-doubt and anxiety. Ideally, we should be all operating at a level that is within our capabilities but stretches them just enough to test where the actual boundaries are. When this happens, we grow and we get better. Our capabilities get bigger and our boundaries get bigger uh, and enlargen. Enlargen? Enlarge. When we get 1% better every day, we are 37 times better after a year. Conversely, when we get 1% worse every day, we find ourselves eventually very close to zero. Uh, now, for a person who leaves high school and has the ability and opportunity to go to college, one fallacy is that college is a playground for freedom and finding yourself. That is incorrect. It is a place to work on your present self and for your future self. Your job is to learn. Yes. To be independent. Yes. To be self-sufficient. Yes. To enjoy yourself. Yes. But above all else, college is meant for two things. First, college is meant to teach you how to think, not what to think. It is a place where your closest held beliefs are put to the test, where you will be shown your weaknesses and forced to face them head on and work on them where your opinions of various types will be thrown at you, some with very good arguments behind them, um, given by very confident and knowledgeable people. How you view things may change, may evolve and grow, and hopefully they will. You must first start, to place, start at a place of knowing what you think before you can begin the process of learning how to think Otherwise, you will be vulnerable to those intent on telling you what to think. So it's vitally important. The filter that you put um, what you are experiencing internally as well as the input that you are receiving externally through will determine 
whether you leave college better than what you than how you entered. Facing struggles, roadblocks, sacrifice, and work is all building you into something or running from them will reduce you into something else. Uh, facing these things head on is the, is the only answer. When you face struggle, roadblocks, and sacrifice, um, pushing through it and working through it is the only answer. The ability to truly and objectively think for yourself in all situations is priceless. Second, your job is to work as hard as you can so that when you leave, you have the opportunity to do what God has called you to do. There is a high cost to college. It is very expensive and is a privilege, not a right. You are blessed to live in a country you live in, have the parents that you have, and have the ability to even consider college. You did nothing to deserve any of this, yet you have it. You are not entitled to this blessing, so an attitude of gratitude should be on your mind every day. You don't have to do anything. You get to do it. In a normal society, uh, in normal society, which college is not normal society, the majority of people you come into contact with have nowhere near the opportunities that you have. There is something that God has planned for you, something great that only you can do. This blessing comes with responsibility. You have the opportunity to take what you've been given and make more out of it. The investment of college for some is made with their parents and grandparents' money or borrowed or paid for with scholarships, but is paid by someone and it's an investment, an investment in you. There is a return on investment that is expected and it must be positive. For me, as a parent funding the college experiment, the positive return that I expect is that you use your ability to think for yourself and work to the best of your ability. I lost my place. To run aggressively in the direction that God has made you to run. All the work on earth relies upon the principle that your job security is determined by your ability to make someone else money. Um, if you're working for someone, then you must not only earn what you're what you cost your employer, but they must be able to realize a profit on the work you do for them. Their investment in you as an employee ultimately must be an investment that generates a positive return. Otherwise, you're always on the brink of losing your job. In any employment situation, you must never forget that your employer is giving you money with the assumption that your work will produce a profit for them. Uh, in this context, I'm adding this in. In this context, the you know the work of college and and the profit that comes from it um, is the profit of of having a job and fulfilling the purpose that God has for you. To me, that's the profit that I would expect from the investment that I'm making in in the work that you do. Um, Getting back to it, we, uh, we were made to work, not aimlessly, but intentionally. We occupy different places and have different responsibilities, but as believers, share one goal, to make Christ known, to do our assigned God-appointed work and purpose for an audience of one, God. He has invested in us. He created us, putting us here at this time in this place giving us a unique personality, and most important, importantly, sending his son Jesus here to live among us, to die for us, and to be resurrected so that we can end our story on earth as our story in heaven begins. 
He invests in us so that our story on earth is profitable, not in a monetary way, but profitable for eternity. Our identity is not found in our job. We may have one or may have many of them. Our identity is found in our friends as they come and go. Our, our, sorry, our identity is not found in our friends because they will come and go. Our identity is not found in our family. Although a good name is to be cherished, it only takes one to tarnish it. Our identity is not found in our spouse as they are to be a helper suitable for us. Our identity is not found in our children, for they are on loan from God. Our true identity is found in the eyes of God. As we pursue Jesus, seeking to be more like him and less like the world around us, we find the world around us becomes more like him. That is our great work, to run after Jesus and bring as many people along with us as possible. You have everything you need to succeed. In Jesus, now go get to work.